Good evening, welcome to the Hourglass with Isabella. I'm here tonight with my good friend Detour. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? Doing good! What's the picture right now? We're kind of sitting by this patio by a roaring fireplace. Um, it's more like a fire pit. A fire pit, And yes. it is roaring. It's actually doing, looking pretty good. It's yeah, warm. Yeah, it is good. I'm going to throw in this little bit of kindling into it to keep it alive. Throw <laughs> 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 his tissue wow. into the running. And of course, we're joined by our audience tonight, Mr. Daniel. Hello, I'm the studio audience for today. That's why he's echoey and so if you hear a laugh track, that's far away. The live laugh track. So I've known, how many years have we known one another? Um, I originally met you about eight years ago, maybe nine. Eight years, nearly a decade ago. Nearly a decade. Oh. Uh, a steampunk party at the church. Yes, that is a true story. There was a steampunk party at the church. Was it at Quite the church good. or was it at that other club? What other club, Daniel? Uh... I thought it was at Alex's uh, steampunk event that she had at uh, what event Roxy is or something like that. Right, Roxy but that Theater? was that was uh, that was a Abney Park. Yeah. Oh, the band um, Abney that Park. I used to that I was helping promoting. Great steampunk I met you, band, yeah. Um, I met you at your steampunk party at the church the year before, which was with Voltaire. At the church, yeah. like we had the, we did a, so we do our vampire ball for those of you know. But however, we also did a steampunk ball. I think it was at the Abney Park that we actually got to know each other by name. Properly. Yes. But I'm going to take our listeners a little bit back. Okay. Deep into the past here. Really? We actually met each other before this. Oh, really? Yes. We're gonna actually by go a there. Coincidence of fate. And we don't have to go too much into details. <laughs> okay. But the crazy part of this story is we talk about it's a small world. Dieter and I had actually met online in a game without knowing it for many years. While I was still living in England and he was in America, we had met in an online game. Is that not true? That is true. Yeah, and we didn't realize this till not too long ago, right? We we kind of were like, hey, I, I played this game, and you're like, I played this game, and it suddenly struck us that, oh my God, you were one of the people I met in this game. Well, well what's amazing is um, most people in the game are not themselves. Uh, right, you, they dress differently yeah. or have a different gender. There's a whole thing there. Uh, you is. and Daniel were yourselves. Yeah. Well, Daniel had yeah. blue skin, actually. Yeah. So well, yeah. Daniel is trying to revive a dying fire pit here in the background. So if you're hearing heavy breathing, that is what's going on yes. at this time. I think you may have to let that fire go, and that's okay. It's actually a fair, we, We're sitting here in the summer. It's still during pandemic times. But the weather is fairly warm, so it's actually okay. So if you want to join us, we will continue on with this fabulous conversation. Am I, am I disturbing you? No, you're fine. It's okay. audio background. People love to hear a bit of exciting yeah. background noise. Like the other day, Daniel and I did a podcast, and you could hear a scary creature running through the forest. And right. we jumped up. We were like, what's that? But it actually, I listened back. It picked up on the audio. Yeah. I think it was a raccoon. So? I do. Maybe it's the same raccoon that was eating dogs. Oh, here, here's, a, here's a great detail story. I had never seen a real raccoon in my life because I'm from England and literally as I'm driving with him down to the local town that I won't name, I'm like, I've never seen a raccoon in my life. And they don't exist. I didn't say that, but I was like, I've never seen one. And literally, just, what happens? A raccoon walked out in front of, in front in of, the, front car, of the car and then stood there staring at you as you stood as there staring. we talked about it. 
Yeah. How unbelievable is that unbelievable. As a scenario? So you you weren't always from Colorado Landia. I was right? born in Denver. Oh, so you are native Colorado. I am native. I didn't know that yes. either. I thought you were a Holly- Hollywood um, Hollywoodian. When I was in uh, sixth grade, we moved to California, and I grew up in Orange County. In the Saltine guy's house. Yes. Uh, no, no, oh, oh, no, no, I can't afford that. That's millions. <laughs> yes. Worth millions um, of dollars. Uh, speaking of that, so that crazy story is um, uh, in Lake Arrowhead, California, is a chateau built by the guy who invented saltine crackers. Uh, it and he ran got down. very rich off of salty yeah, crackers, yeah. right? So, yeah. so he then I'm always fascinated created. by people that get rich off of weird things like yes. that. Like toothpaste. Well, he invented the recipe and the machine that actually pressed out yeah, the salty crackers. I mean, so you know. cool. And then he became rich and then went and hung out in Hollywood. Uh, we found pictures of celebrities at the nice. mansion up yeah. there. Um, and then it all ran downhill for um, the mansion, and then in the early mid nineties, mm-hmm. um, a friend of ours went and bought the place and got it for like three million, um, which is probably a pretty good deal in Hollywood. Well, yeah, and then um, gave my mom like ten million budget to rebuild to the whole thing. To renovate it, okay. And yeah. then that became a family. Passion project. Passion, I was going to say. Um, Project. And the whole project, we rebuilt the whole thing. But um, sitting at my house right now, I have the bed that originally belonged to the guy who invented salting crackers. And I I slept in this bed and it's haunted. Just, also, the, the top of the windmill is from the salting crackers. That is. Is it what? I didn't know this. Yes. Tell me, what, what yeah. are you talking about here? Uh, we have the a copper. Uh, they were throwing away this copper, small, like, four by four roof. Wow. And I'm thinking, why would you throw this away? I it's didn't like, know uh, this. It's like, very, very valuable. Yeah. So I took it. And I have it. Wow, this is really cool. I didn't know this till this very day, guys. This so. is an awesome part of a conversation. It's so interesting. So, what is you did at some point? Wow, our fire has restarted yeah, itself. Thank you, Daniel. You did good. But you did at some point go out to Hollywood in your career and worked in the film industry. Right? Well, so part of this whole podcast and really my life is uh, uh, way back early. Uh, in my life uh, when I was a kid I was intrigued by Hollywood because um, it's very glad I had a, a, a cousin that wrote a movie and a Broadway play oh cool and, um, and it got made into a movie right and um, it's called The Best of the Whorehouse in Texas Okay. And then um, they made a movie about it. With Dolly Parton. With Dolly Parton. I Reynolds. love Dolly Parton. So shout out if she ends up yeah. listening to this. You're yeah. amazing. There you go, So The um, Heartstring Show was great. Yeah. The fact you did Buffy the Vampire Slayer and none of us knew for so long, kudos <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, so anyhow, uh, um, when I was a kid, my the guy who wrote that is Larry L. King. And my grandfather were best friends. Um, when they wrote the movie, they changed uh, two of the songs and some of the storyline huh. um, to best fit Burt Reynolds. Um, no one told my cousin, so yeah. my cousin went into 
Hollywood to go visit the set. Mm-hmm. Walked in, found out what happened. Yes. He punched the director. Whoa, okay. Uh, the dire- he got hauled off the lot. He got banned off his own movie. And he wrote this amazing letter that was hilarious to my grandfather telling the whole story. Yeah. My grandfather read that to me when I was a kid. And I thought it was so intriguing. I wanted to go and do films. That's how you got into it. And that's and then from there I got into theater. Um, I worked on over 50 plays. Uh, and then I just want a life of adventure. You seem like a theater guy. So, very much a theater guy. Very much. Um, I was never... I did do some asshole acting and all that, but I cool. fell in love with behind the scenes. Right, you were doing um, camera work. I was... TV camera work. I started off doing building sets of theater, then I moved to cameras and lighting and... Um, and, and I was say you've met some pretty famous people in your time. And I'll give an example of this. Is when, unfortunately, Robin Williams had right. committed suicide, which was a very, I think, honestly, for the whole nation of US, it was a very well, sad it, moment. It was, yeah, sad. it was a very sad moment. However, you'll find that, um, and I learned this about myself, because I do... Um, but here's what I didn't know about you, is the point. You put up a picture and you're just like, casually hang out with Robin Williams. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Detour news. No, yeah. Rob Williams. This is totally what? Jeff's uh, Detour's mo on this. Is is that you know you will you will we'll be talking about something something will happen and, and all of a sudden you'll have some story about this. And, it's amazing and, and, and matches in yeah. time, plot time line. again. Um, time again. He was amazing because um, he what walked was it, in. What was it like meeting um, Robin Williams? I've got to know. The it's uh it's meeting two people at once. How do you mean? The first person that you meet is very. Um, Shy, he's very um, melancholy. You know, melancholy. Uh, He walked in. Hi, how doing? We shook hands. We we were talking a little bit. Uh, He's very low key, and uh, and then he stepped out of camera and he goes, "Just, I just want to just say action. Just ready, ready." And I said, "Action." And he said, hello, and how you doing? And he changed and he just his Absolutely changed yeah. right there. And I, I mean, the first few seconds, I about jumped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, trying, sure. like, what do I do now? Um, and so uh, a little um, other little facts about Robin Williams. Okay. When he did Mark and Mindy. Mark and Mindy, yeah. Uh, they all, all sitcoms were done with three cameras. And they would rehearse and do everything. Sure, sure. Robin is uncontrollable. You never knew what he what he was does. gonna do, yeah. So they actually brought in a fourth camera. Just to And they said your job is to strictly stick on Robin. The whole time. And the whole time. We have That's no idea crazy. what's gonna go on. That's so you, cool. And do you know where Mork and Mindy uh, took place? Right here in Colorado. Right here in Boulder. Boulder, Colorado. I didn't know this guys. Um and so anyhow, uh to this day, whenever they do a fourth camera yeah. Or ISO camera, uh, that is called a Robin camera. That's amazing. So moving this along, so I've got a bunch of questions sure, that I it. want to ask you, and we've got thirty minutes, so we're going to try and squeeze it all in as best we can. But my next question is the A team. Oh, <laughs> A team. Um, actually, is it, so so. Um, is it true that you knew him in that? No. Uh, uh, Mr. So T? Mr. T. Mr. Mr. T. T. Uh, everyone knows who Mr. T is. He 
Uh, you got started in uh, the Rocky movies. Yeah. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. And then he he became Mr. T. Actor, yeah. Amazing uh, guy. So I went out. Uh, we flew out to Washington D.C. We we're doing a big project with him, and um, he came out the nicest guy ever. But he had the gold and yeah, the attitude. Yeah, he has the chains and the gold. Yeah. And you know, I grew up watching. The eighteen, yeah, amazing show. You know, and I thought that's just so cool. I got to hang out with him, and yeah, we we actually got along. And he jumped up. I was I'm filming, and he jumped up, and came down, and his kneecap popped. Oh, he had a kneecap, and from his like knee. surgery stuff. Uh, right? it, it, well, I mean, just he never had it before, but oh, it just okay. it just popped oh, on his him. Actual knee- actually, actually, okay. kneecap popped. He fell down crying. Which I catch him. Yeah. I catch him in my lap. And you got Mr. T. T in your lap crying. And he is crying like a baby, holding his knee. It would be fucking painful. It's yeah. so so my brain half is going, This is my hero from the A team. And the other half is like he's crying. Gotta take care of Mr. T. And um so uh uh he went off to the hospital, came back and he was sitting in the limousine. Uh, all the producers of the project were scared because, you know, someone got hurt on the set. It's always a scary for, for and, repercussions, sure. And he got, and he stuck in the limousine for like an hour until his plane. Yeah. So the producers walked over to me and like, um, hey Jeff, um, you're the only one that Mr. T likes around here. Uh, can you go hang out with him in the limousine and oh, just entertain him? I'm like, though. sure, why not? Yeah. And, you know, walked in there and we just hung out and the, um, cracking jokes and you know and he's just the nicest guy there is I love that so on on the show right we have a lot of episodes that are dedicated to like the paranormal and ghosts and so on they're actually our favorite episodes the listeners love it more than anything else oh really that is a fact and you yourself have like one ghost story and I know but I know you I have, have a bunch multiple, I know you have a bunch but, yes. but one that I find particularly memorable and would you mind retelling it for the audience which one Okay, the uh-huh. one uh, where you're out with the uh, sports team and the towel. In oh, the man, towel. God. Yeah. That, that was, it's my favorite, um, favorite one. That was actually my first time ever. Okay. Um, and uh, so we were in Hawaii. Hawaii. And, Can you um, imagine getting out uh, to go out to Hawaii? So we can't. It's amazing. So I got into um, water polo because I'm not into sports. Oh, so it's a water polo team. It's a water polo team. Yeah. However, it was a free trip to Hawaii, so I said, "Who yes. wouldn't take yeah. a free trip to Hawaii?" Um, I so anyhow, I uh, uh, so we're all uh, about four or five of us were sitting in a hotel room mm-hmm. uh, because we we're the water polo team. We we're in a hotel further back from the strip, mm-hmm. kind of an older one, um, and we were sitting in uh, on the two beds there watching TV. Uh, Joe, who's the big stud. Uh, um, goalie, he was in the um, taking a shower in the bathroom. Uh, he comes out of the bathroom where he mm-hmm. just got through taking a shower. Yeah, yeah. Right? And he's standing there talking, and a towel flies out of the bathroom and hits him. And nobody's in the bathroom. And, no, I mean, he was just in there. I mean, uh, no right. one was in the bathroom. With him. He, so nobody threw it. He then jumps across the room. Yeah. Because it came from behind them, and uh, we're and like everybody saw this. This was like everyone. I, everybody I, 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 like, like the whole team was like, "Oh my god!" Towel poltergeist um, level throwing across the room. The the that uh, that evening or 
the next night, we're, uh, Charlie and I were sitting in there. The door to our room opens by, by itself. itself. Okay. That's and Charlie good. then goes, excuse me, if you're a ghost, can you please close the door? Did and the door break. closed. That is and we just sat there watching TV going, okay. That's a thing. That That's is happening thing. right now. Um, but anyhow, and then that kind of start. Like I have a ghost right now, a very annoying ghost up in my restaurant. Um, and uh, that, that guy it's, drives um, me ghost, nuts. Okay, your ghost in your restaurant, I heard, at least through hearsay, is unplugging things and taking out cables and shutting down things in a restaurant. Is that true? Uh, three nights in a row. Right around 10 o'clock, um, one night the POS system goes out. Okay. We have no idea why. No one's standing there. I call services, arguing, and I look, mm-hmm. and an Ethernet cable was not only pulled out, it was like moved. Yeah. To the other, and no one was there. No one. Interesting. Did that. But it did the happen. Next, it's an IT ghost. IT, IT ghost. ghost. It didn't like um, you running the, your The uh, very next night, we lost internet at the same time. I called Comcast, argued with them, could not get it fixed. The um, the Comcast guy came out the next day, walked in there. Um, a booster for the internet was unplugged and was dragged under the printer. Right, dragged under it. So I'm, 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 it's just weird. It is weird, right? And I'm, I'm going to pull this along to the next. There's sure. so many topics. We could talk about this for hours, honestly. Yep. Weird but you, stuff. you also used to work with bands. In specific, my understanding is you were, used to work with Evanescence. Um, uh, so, uh, one of my lives, because I have many lives. Um, <laughs> That's good. We, we have many lives. Let me um, tell you. When I got done with Hollywood, I then started touring with bands. That's so cool. Uh, we were, and I love Evanescence. Yeah. They're a great well, uh, so uh, so when I was doing that, um, we ended up buying a screen print company, and I was the main consultant, and um, we made all the um, T-shirts That's for cool. Evanescence. Like the merchandise um, stuff, don't we? Uh, the Hansons, Switchfoot. Cool. Uh, we were about to do One Republic when um, the whole thing went belly up yeah and i came out here but uh it was fun uh touring um i would i i got to go to southwest um oh i'm sorry south by southwest uh with paramore and um uh the hansons of all places i mean if i was to ask you like of all your hollywood and your stories anywhere in the world actually what is your favorite most memorable story to you that stands out uh my first Oh, that? Tell us about it. <laughs> um, so back in uh, when I was 19, uh, my hobby was to break into all the studios in Hollywood. Oh, boy. And, um, That's interesting. Really yeah. Well. Uh, so I got really good at it. So I would go and just um, sit in or break into studios, check them out, you know, and um, hit Lorimar Studios or Sony or Disney. And just, Wait, just remember, by breaking, you just visiting. And um, I would overhear passwords. Okay, and, and see what I, was I would going go in. I would, okay, I, yeah. because I was a theater, uh, theater guy. Yeah. I kind of knew what I was doing, um, and I just started working. Yeah. So one of them was I was I was walking by the back gate of uh, Universe Studios. Yes. Um, yeah. The guy in front of me um, walked up and goes, "Paradox." And walked into 
studio. Oh, so it's like a password. It was thing. a password. Okay, I'm, I'm like, cool. So a minute later, I walk by. Paradox. Okay, I get in there. Wow. I just okay. walk in. Uh, it's, probably turns all, out, it's probably all digital now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it turns out the password was for the movie Back to the Future. Back to the Future? Are you um, serious? Actually, I'm sorry. Back to the Future Part 2. Okay, so you got to be on the um, set of Back to the Future Part 2. Kind of. Uh, cool. There was extra security on that set. Yeah. Uh, so then I walked over. I, I walked that. over and there was another movie being filmed with no security uh, called Dick Tracy. Okay. Also uh, starring yeah. Warren Beatty, Madonna, Gus yeah. Hoffman, and Madonna. so anyhow, I'm so my second day of hanging out on the set, kind of walking around. I look over about twenty feet away from me. I saw someone kind of look at me. Yeah. Right then, Warren Beatty turns around, has me his briefcase, and wow. says, uh, "Take this uh, over to uh, Tim." And you know, he walked off. I then walk over. Um, I like said, uh, "Where's Tim at?" He's over there. Okay, walk over. Tim then introduced me. Um, wow, and then okay. the next see, thing I, I know, yeah, yeah. Um, for You're the next, like in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. So now for the next three weeks, I then worked on the movie Dick Tracy. Wow, that's and so then, cool. And uh, then, so the production thought I worked for Universal. Universal thought I worked for production. Because there's so many people involved. And it's a complicated system. Is does the point. it matter? Um, that got me. My next step into Hollywood, um, and the next I mean, thing you know. I was, did you work on Jurassic Park? Um, so Jurassic Park was filmed in Hawaii. Cool. Then they filmed all of the um, uh, outtakes. Yeah. Uh, actually, not outtakes, but um, all the insert um, re- refilming the scenes was done in California. Oh, very interesting. Okay, okay. and then uh, at the same time. They actually shot a bunch of um, uh, vignettes for Jurassic Park, The Ride. Yeah, The Ride. The Ride. Which is at Universal Studios, right? right? I've been on that ride. You've been on that ride. I bet you have a picture where you'll buy some of the props in that ride. Yeah, Yeah. so so when you go to that ride, you'll see all these vignettes going, here at Jurassic Park, we take good care of our dinosaurs. So all those clips, I saw all those. That's interesting. And I like I like Hollywood stories that are complex because I recently saw a uh, TV show was about a guy trying to get into Hollywood and how hard it is to get into that system and it's kind of a closed system. Um, so I think by being you know intuitive about it and kind of being a bit clever about it, you kind of got into the system and and, and then worked a hard. A little cheating. bit cheating, but sometimes the point is that it's about okay you've got the work effort but you sometimes you need to be smarter than that and find your way into the system and you did do so but yeah. then you worked on several movies which is not actually an amazing story within itself and a hollywood story in its own right in some um respect. so from from the beginning my um my addiction was exploring everyone's got so, to explore yeah I, I i love seeing new things yeah. So, um, even Hollywood, I would get a phone call saying, hey, we have a project going on in Paramount. I'm like, yeah. oh, I've been there. I get another I phone actually, call. I, I, yeah, I, 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 like, we're doing a, we're doing a movie in Seattle. I'm like, I could do Seattle. So, or I would take jobs to where, where, to explore. Right. So, so I would take jobs in China or and so when I um, like in China. Yeah, you should definitely tell the China story. This is a good yeah. one. Yeah. So, so um, 
Tell so me, right I, after, never, I don't think I've had this. Right. Story. Uh, I was so ask right after nine eleven, uh, yeah. um, I got a phone call and uh, they want me to do a bunch of filming over in Beijing, China. Okay, Beijing. Yep. So I went over there and had some great experiences. I mean, I, I was filming. I had uh, one time I had over two hundred kids run up to me and um, just a lot of great memories. And then while I was over there, I get uh, uh, one of the people that I knew asked me and invited me over to a dinner. Okay. I'm like, okay, why not? I go over there. Um, turned out it was a dinner with the cabinet of China. Oh, um, cool. yeah, yeah, so yeah. China at that time just um, announced English as the official second language. language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cabinet did not know English. So they, okay. um, uh, I got invited to come and hang out and speak, speak English with, right, with these people. With these yeah. people. Um, turned out the people I was hanging out with, one was the head of defense for all of China. Wow. And okay. we ended up talking about 9-11 and Powell and how much he liked Powell. Yeah. And um, turned around and talked to someone else who just got out of phone with, um, with our president, Bush at the time. And then... Um, it was very surreal, and then um, and the dinner that we had was Thanksgiving. Yeah. So they actually imported turkeys Are with dressing from America, and they were having a real that's like an, Thanksgiving. That's, yeah, that's an amazing. That's was an it amazing on thing. Thanksgiving? Uh, was it no. Just Thanksgiving dinner. It was sometime during the year. It was about a month before Thanksgiving. Oh at the time. wow! Okay, that's but really but anyhow, um, so. I had Thanksgiving dinner with the cabinet of China. Which is really cool. Which is odd and strange. You have stories. You have stories in Detroit as well that you've done involving unions and things. Yeah. And- um, I love adventure. Um, at one point, I decided to travel the country driving a metallic blue fire truck. Cool. Um, that's his own story. You know, that's itself, a yeah. whole other crazy story. <laughs> um, I was a speaker at one point. <laughs> And oh wait, this is the speaker story. It's great. But, the, the, no. This is the religious one. The other day, I was talking about something, and and Jeff's like, that reminds me of when I owned a fire truck, and, that, <laughs> that, and that's basically the way these stories <laughs> enter into our world. Uh yes. So I I love changing my life, uh, multiple times in my life, and however my 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 last change, I ended up hanging out with vampires, kittens, and. Burning oh, Man group. That brings so. us into your part of story with us. It's true. And here yeah. we are as we speak now, as you're sitting across from me talking now, which is unto itself its own story, worthy of its own podcast, to be honest, within itself, as to how we became friends and where that went as well. It's fascinating. We're running close on our time here. And I want to take a moment to say how much I appreciate you even joining us on the podcast in the first place and sharing your experiences because you have had so many unique life experiences. Well, thank you so much. And it's uh, it's a fun to detour. The, to the next podcast that you're on 30 years from now, and you'll be talking about that one time. That one time, just, yes. And there are many stories to be had, for yeah. sure. So without further ado, I appreciate you being here. And thank you, Daniel, as well. <laughs> Good night and sleep tight. <laughs>